from Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. There is one reason why the Philadelphia Eagles should, without hesitation, hand every single dollar to Jalen Hurts that he wants. And that reason is Carson Wentz. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, we're presented by Progressive Insurance Tiger in action right now. The Genesis Invitational. Don't forget, you can watch that on ESPN+. Plus. Last update I have, he is two under as we speak. We will keep you updated on any other information we get as it continues. Also, we'll keep you updated on the breaking news today that Derek Carr is visiting the New York Jets. I don't know the whens, the hows, the whys, but I know that it is imminent. We will keep you updated on any new information we get. Don't tune anywhere but ESPN Radio all day to get you caught up on everything you need to know there. But there's a simple moment here where one thing that Jeff Darlington said on Get Up had me thinking, Jeff, you have lost your damn mind. Harry Douglas, I want you to hear what Darlington said about why the Eagles could hesitate when it comes to giving Jalen Hurts massive money. Philly fans are going to just hate when I bring this up. I'm just saying that for the past several years, anytime we're talking about signing a quarterback after their third year, we always use one cautionary tale, and that is Carson Wentz. And that is the precedent that we're talking about right now when it comes to Jalen Hurts. Will Howie Roseman sort of get a little bit nervous about the idea of doing this deal earlier? Now, I know that Jalen Hurts feels like he is ascending in a way perhaps different than Wentz was when he signed that deal. But Wentz, by the way, received the most guaranteed money in NFL history at that point when he signed that deal. So I know revisionist history might suggest well, they made a mistake by doing that with Wentz, but at the time, they didn't feel like they had. But when you make a mistake, Harry, that has no consequence because you're able to get out of it, why would that cause any hesitation when it comes to doing it again? The Eagles did a bad contract and got out of it. So right now, if I'm looking at the Jalen Hurts situation, I'm like, cool, I'll do a bad contract if I need to because I know I can get out of it. Well, I'll tell you this. For me, it puts a lot of confidence in – Jeffrey Lurie and also Harry Roseman. Yeah. That they know what they're doing. Um, even though, you know, the Carson Wentz situation didn't, didn't work out, it didn't pan, pan out the way they wanted it to pan out, they were able to get out of that deal, and still they were right there as Super Bowl contenders in 2022-2023 season. And for Jalen Hurts, he is a guy that can't even be compared to Carson Wentz. And I know Jeff uh, mentioned that a little bit uh, in, in, in what he just said, but – you talk about a leader in which Carson Wentz wasn't. You talk about a guy that showed up on the football field every time. Carson Wentz has not. You talk about a guy in Jalen Hurts that you could count on in any case possible, any facet of life. I don't know if you could say the same about Carson Wentz. You talk about a guy in Carson Wentz who has been traded from the Colts, the team that the Eagles traded him to, to the Washington Commanders. And then he got benched last season because he wasn't playing at the level that they thought he could play at. So Jalen Hurts, in my eyes, is in a, di- in, in, a, in a different category than Carson Wentz. So you compensate him differently than, than you may have compensated uh, Carson Wentz. You also can't do business where you're worried about 
looking at previous players and applying that standard to current ones, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you can't sit there and say, well, you know, in the past we had a problem with this issue or that issue, and now that applies to this player that had nothing to do with it. This is a different team. This is a different player. This is a different mindset. This is a different connection with the organization. It's a different connection with the city. It's a different, oh, like, it's a you connection. Just you just said something. You said this is a different team. You know one thing I know about a team? I know it makes a big difference if your teammates love you versus your teammates hating you. That's what you have in Jalen Hurts. And not just your teammates, but the coaching staff, the front office, the fans. I can't say the same about Carson Wentz. Even before he got paid, I can't say the same about him. I feel like before Carson Wentz got paid, all we heard were arguments about whether or not Carson Wentz was elite. Ain't nobody arguing about Jalen Hurts right now, right? Like, there is this moment for me where I keep thinking about to what you said. Take the easy wins. When you own a business, and, and like the NFL we all know is a business, when you own a team, take the easy wins. You got a guy that represents the city the right way. Like, he has the right swagger for Philly, right? Like, he's got the right tone for that fan base. He's got the right tone for the locker room. He plays football absolutely brilliantly. He's He stepped up in the biggest possible moment of his career with the Super Bowl. Like, these are all super easy reasons to look around and be like, hey, we're giving him a massive guarantee. And your fans will look at it and say, hell yeah, you are. You're securing the most important position in all of sports by securing this quarterback. Like, take Take the easy win if you're the Eagles and don't sit there and have any hesitation because the other side of it is every day you wait, he will cost you more money. Like, unless you're betting against him, which is just stupid, if you're betting on your quarterback, then you're going to presume he continues to be successful. Then, man, I want to get that deal done before Joe, Joe Burrow sets the market. I want to get that deal done before Lamar Jackson resets the market. Like, I don't want Justin Herbert, who has one playoff game out there setting the market, and then all of a sudden you've got you've got Jalen Hurts coming in and being like, all right, well, yeah, I mean, he, if he's getting that, what am I getting? He, he, that's, this is the thing that kills me, though, Fitz, and I, and I didn't want to take it here. I promise you I didn't. Why are we always having the conversations about black quarterbacks getting paid? But we don't have these conversations when it comes to white quarterbacks getting paid. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it, man. Like, I really don't. Like, Jalen Hurts has done everything he's supposed to do. Go tell me why you shouldn't pay Justin Herbert then. Because Jalen Hurts has had more success, especially t- team-wise I'm talking about, than Justin Herbert has. And tell me a single person out there right now just listening in the car that's sitting there saying, well, you can't pay Justin Herbert that much. I mean, gosh. Hey, you, you will hear nobody say it. You will hear nobody say it. And that's the mind-boggling part to me is because Jalen Hurts did it throwing the football. He did it rushing the football. And he's a clear-cut leader, I think, one of the best leaders in all sports, not just football when, and not just on his team. When, when Justin Herbert sets new marks on the market, ain't nobody going to complain. When Joe Burrow goes out and gets just – when Joe Burrow goes out and dwarfs Justin Herbert's money – Ain't nobody going to complain. Like but that. we get to Lamar Jackson and, and Jalen Hurts, and we have all these reasons why we shouldn't pay them the money that they deserve. It, 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 does, it, it bothers me. I mean, absolutely. It really does. Well, and, and then think about the fact that nobody has any – like Josh Allen can get paid whatever Josh Allen wants to get paid. Nobody has a problem with that. Like you are in two camps in the world. You are either in the camp of I have a quarterback or I don't have a quarterback. And the hardest part is when you're stuck in the middle. And when you're stuck in the middle and you're not really sure if you have your guy, you're in a weird situation where you might have to pay too much for mediocrity. I agree with that. 
The, the question of do I have my quarterback has been definitively answered for Philadelphia, right? So now you just go out and you give Jalen Hurts whatever you have to give him to get the deal done, and you make the deal as long as possible so that you've cemented Jalen Hurts in there. And by the way, if you get more evidence over the body of work and suddenly you decide you don't have your guy, you can get out of it. They got out of Carson Wentz. If you don't, if you if you continue to have the success you have, then that deal is going to be outpaced by every next quarterback that gets paid. This is super simple to me. I, I think the Eagles history is part of the reason why the Eagles present makes it easy to decide to pay Jalen Hurts. It just bothers me, bro, because no one is going to say, hey, you know, Justin Herbert shouldn't get paid this because it's going to mess up the Chargers cap. But we have this conversation about Jalen Hurts. No, Jalen Hurts, go get every dollar you can because you weren't a first round draft pick and you were a second round guy and you believe in yourself when a lot of other people did not believe in you. So go get every dollar that you can, my man. Yeah, I love the point you just made, by the way, that he was not a uh, first-round draft pick. Like, we have to remember that Jalen Hurts has not had that massive payday that comes with being picked first overall. In fact, he's taken home roughly $4.5 million so far. So you're talking about a quarterback that's playing at his level that's taken home $4.5 million. Like, and you're, if the argument is the way you play the game, boy, you're putting your body at risk. That's only more reason that Jalen Hurts should stand up right now and ask for even more. Because if there's a chance that this is his only major contract, you got to go get every penny. Like, we can't have it out of both sides. And, and by the way, I, I think while a lot of us sit in front of him, in front of microphones make it complicated, Howie Roseman, the Eagles GM, made it very simple at his press conference when he was asked about getting this contract extension done with Jalen Hurts. We want to keep our best players here for the long term, and um, he's certainly one of our best players. So um, that's some we'll, we'll keep all the contract talks internal, but um, we definitely would like to keep Jalen Hurts here long term. I don't think the Eagles have made any secret of the fact that they're going to get this deal done. And I oh, think yeah. that when this deal gets done, the Eagles can, as an organization, tip their cap and say, all right, we got it figured out. We got our, we got our guy, and our guy is going to be with us for a very long time. All right, the NBA is hitting the all-star break. Nobody's really separated themselves, so we will. Who's a contender? Who's a pretender? We'll break it down for you next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Getting you set for this Friday, doing it the right way. Did you know? It's O Rewards Bonus Point Month now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get two, three, or four times O Rewards points on select purchases to get your next reward even faster. Shopping are important to get rewarded at O'Reilly Auto Parts. What is it? It's O Rewards. Excuse me. <laughs> Evan and Devin are immediately regretting asking me to do that, and I'm now happy that this particular hour is not on the Watch ESPN app because I might be a little red. Might have embarrassed myself a little bit. We're just making sure we set the right tone. I think we should do this on Fridays, Harry. Like we should set the Friday afternoon afternoon tone to to make sure that everybody has a glorious Friday night. Did you combine moon, moan and noon? <laughs> I have no comment one way or the what? other about that. Um, 
I can't change the subject fast enough, so I will try. Uh, NBA All-Star Weekend is upon us this weekend, but uh, we all understand that the NBA is jam-packed right now and everybody's sort of uh, in together. So we thought that we would do something completely original that's never been done in the history of radio before in your entire life. It is time to break down the best and the worst with Contender or Pretender. Devin, hit the music. I'll tell you what sets the move for me, baby, this music. Okay. Let's go. That might be why Devin is single. Uh, is, is that what it is? I mean, Devin's like, I could play. It might the, be, Devin. It might Devin's be. Devin's like, I could play the NBA theme music or the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack. I'm going to go NBA theme music. All right. There we go. Devin's going to. As gonna, she walks out of the door. <laughs> she walks what? in. She's like, uh, nope. All right. Um, sorry, Devin. Now I feel bad I said that because your mom listens to the show and I don't want her to think that you're lonely. So uh, we love you, Devin. That's all I have Excuse to say. Me. Okay. Uh, Devin's going to give us a team, and Harry and I will decide if that team is a contender or a pretender. Harry, you ready? Let's go. Let's go. The Golden State Warriors. <gasps> oh, Harry, are you going to bet against the Golden State Warriors? Are you going to do it? You're going to do it? You're going to do it? No. Okay. No No way in hell am I. You talk okay. about a team who, is, who has been consistent since Steph Curry has gotten there, but you talk about the, the core three, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. As long as I have those three guys on the floor, for me that, that understand the culture that you want to exempt, I mean you want to uh, you want to you want to showcase, they're always going to be a contender. I don't care what their record is right now. I don't even care if they're in a play-in situation. The Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry, Jermon Green, or Clay Thompson is a team that you better watch out for. Period. I, I know. I, I hear you that as long as you have Draymond, you have a fighter's chance. See what I did there? Like, as long as you have Draymond, you're going to have a punchy lineup. But no, they're pretenders <laughs> for me. Uh, they're just, a, there's, a, there's a problem. There's, there's like, I don't know. Every time I watch them, it just feels like a slap in the face. I'm just going to keep going with all of these. Uh, continuity has been an issue, or not continuity, camaraderie has been an issue with this team all year. Ever since the punch, I don't think they ever recovered from the preseason, uh, the preseason punch. It, uh, it, it, it punched them in the gut this season. I'm out on Golden State. I'm going to regret saying that. I already regret wow. saying that. Uh, clip that off and play it later when I find out how wrong I am. Who do you have next, F? The Dallas Mavericks. Oh, this one's tough. You got Luka and Kyrie. Is that enough for... I, I, they're too good not to be a contender, right? I mean, they got to be a contender-ish. Uh, they just have some things they got to figure out. They got to figure out, you know, late game situations and how to go about that. Also, I think there are guys on their roster who's going to have to step up. Right, you lost Doran Finney-Smith. Um, you lost some other guys on your on your roster that were defenders. So who's going to step up now? Who's going to step up in those guys' place and be able to play a a, a, a prominent role in their success? Also, I, I, I'm trying to see when Maxi Kleber is going to come back because that's another guy that they can count on to get them buckets and stretch the floor along with Luca and Kyrie Irving. I just have a hard time imagining Luca and Kyrie can't figure it out. You know, that's the biggest part of it is like just taking. I'm gonna the go contender. I'm, I'm gonna go contender. I'm gonna go contender too. I. I I feel like they have too much talent to not find themselves into that conversation. Uh, they'll get some rhythm. I, you and I talked about the trade when it first happened and said it might take a couple of weeks to actually get sort of used to each other, and now we're yeah. in those growing pains. So I'm not going to hold the growing pains against them when we anticipated they would have growing pains. I think Josh Green. Josh Green is the one oh. guy that's going to really have to step up. I, I really do. He's going to have to really step up 
and, and play a, a great brand of basketball in place of Dorian Finney-Smith and also Spencer Dinwiddie. It, it also speaks to how much all of those guys are learning their roles too as, as you try and figure out how your two main pieces work together and everybody else has to figure out how to flow with it. Uh, okay, so what do we got uh, What do we got next? Who's our next team? The Cleveland Cavaliers. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, no, they're, they're pretenders. <laughs> Cleveland's a good young team that deserves more attention than they get. But, I, I mean, we talked about this earlier. I am so fully on, like, I, I've got, like, the the Bucks gear on. I've got the Bucks hoodie on. I've got the Bucks, Bucks hat on, not literally. But in my mind, like, I've gone Bucks super fan for how much I believe in them. And I believe Boston is also in that same category. It's hard for me when I'm looking up and down the East to just squeeze Cleveland in there. It feels like Cleveland's a little like Sacramento. They're having one of those years that's wildly special and it's fun to watch but it doesn't make them a championship contender to me I'm I'm gonna say pretender but this is a team that can be scary if they can get a, a lot better play from Isaac Okoro I got they drafted a few years ago out, out, out of uh, Auburn I think they can be solid they can sneak up on some people Karis Levert he's gonna have to play tremendous uh tremendously for for this Cleveland Cavaliers basketball team but I think they might be like a year away from being a contender Especially when we get into like playoff basketball and matchups and the way that that all goes, like I, I'm a little, but I'm with you on that. I but think they're scary. They're scary though. They're, they're a team that can surprise you. Yeah. If you if you not if you don't bring your A game, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, what do you got next? The Los Angeles Lakers. Boo, no, out, done, gone, out, out, yeah. out, out, out. No out. for me too. No, that me. They are no, such no a me. pretender. Like uh, no, I mean there's just there's just nothing there. Right? I, I mean t- somebody tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong, but. My God, like, all it's, oh, if KD, or KD, if AD and LeBron can get healthy, cool. Well, if my aunt had grapefruit, she'd be my uncle. Like, it's just, uh, I'm not banking on that anymore. Like, if I didn't have tight hips, I'd be able to run a better, uh, better looking 40. Like, I, the, none of these things are changing the actual realities of the two of them shouldn't be relied on to be contenders. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out too. Okay, there we go. Moving on. The New York Knicks. Ooh. Oh, what, what are you going to do here? What you going to do, Harry? I love the way Jalen Brunson has been able to play for this basketball team. It's not a surprise to me. It's a surprise to a lot of other people. Uh, but I don't think they are a contender. I think they are a pretender. Uh, I think they need more around Jalen Brunson and also Julius Randle. So I'm going to go pretender. Yeah, I'm going. Sorry. Sorry, Russ. Russ, uh, you know, I love you, buddy, but uh, I'm going to go pretender for a championship. But I do believe that the Knicks, uh, they've got to feel better than they have in a minute about where they are. And, uh, you know, that's worth something. I'm trying to be a beacon of light in a dark, dark world for the Knicks. So, yeah, they're a pretender. Let's get one more in here, Deb. The Los Angeles Clippers. Ooh. This one's actually tough, right? Like I I got them as a contender. They, they have one of the best rosters in the National Basketball Association. Uh, the key for them is uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George being healthy. Now, they lost uh, a few point guards via trade, and they got Terrence Mann in that position right now. They traded for Bones Highland. If he's going to be able to play at a high level, this team is going to be scary as well because they have a lot of guys with size. Right, you have you have a lot of those three D, three and D players that can switch out on screens, that are fours, that can play point, that could score the basketball. So you have a lot of different guys on your basketball team that could do a lot of different things. Yeah, I, I think you know this is the moment where I'm a little jaded 
right? Like I'm just a little jaded by what we've gone through year in and year out with the Clippers where it's always, oh, but they have such depth and they're going to be just fine. And then it just never quite comes together. I'm with you. I think that if I didn't have that part, like I didn't have a hardened Clippers heart, that I might be able to see them in the contender process of it. It's just when every year we're sold this bill of goods, I feel like Charlie Brown walking up to to kick the football. Like, I just, yeah, I'm out. I think I'm you know out. What I, you know what I like about them, though? Uh, you look at your bench, two guys that they traded for, Bones Highland and Eric Gordon. You can literally nah. have Paul George or Kawhi Leonard out there with both of those guys and still not miss a beat. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Did we did we intentionally leave Sacramento out of this, Devin? Like, what? Why do you hate Sacramento? I mean, that's they just, weren't a team on my list. Okay, well, that's fine. Did you have another one on your list? Yeah, we do. If you okay. want to do one more, go ahead. Give us one more. The Phoenix Suns. Oh, that's a contender, right? Like, I mean, oh, contender. Hands down. They got four guys that can play at a very, very high level. Contender. If the Phoenix Suns don't make the NBA Finals, it will be an epic disaster and a disappointment for their entire season. I got them coming out the West. There's, there's, there's no, no doubt about that. You know what? We'll continue to break this down because I don't think there's any team right now in all of sports that has more pressure on them than the Phoenix Suns, and they absolutely have to maximize this moment right now or else. I'll tell you why from Fitz and Harry, but first, Harry's got to tell you this about vivid seats. Tell me, Harry. The basketball and hockey seasons are heating up. Baseball is just around the corner, and nothing – Beat seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats for rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th one free. I really like that. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Receiver reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com rewards for terms and conditions. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. No, we've been having a lot of fun today. On a serious note, we do want to help people affected by the Turkey earthquake. You can visit redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. Your donation enables the Red Cross to prepare for, respond to, and help people recover from this disaster and will provide people and communities affected with food, shelter, relief surprise, recovery planning support, and other assistance. Again, redcross.org slash ESPN. I just said it as we were talking about contender, pretender. Uh, The question came up of the Phoenix Suns. And in my mind, it is absolutely clear that there is no team in sports right now with more pressure on them today to win than the Phoenix Suns. It's not even close, Harry, and it has everything to do with their trade deadline acquisition of KD. We all know that, but also of their roster, of the moment, of what you're trying to accomplish today, and the year-by-year nature of the NBA. I just can't imagine kicking the can down the road and not realizing that right now the only thing that matters is you got the big, you got a big four. Not a big two, not a big three. You got a big four. And if all four of them can come together, you should win a championship. It's an expectation. Well, the thing, the thing that's, that stands out to me is that, yes, I feel the same way you do, but here's one of the main reasons why. You look at their starting five right now with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Torrey Craig, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton. Four of those guys have been with this organization for a good grip of time. Right, so it's not like you're you're dealing with multiple pieces that haven't been together. The only piece that you're you're adding within your starting lineup 
is Kevin Durant. And he's a guy that has shown that he could play with any and everybody. He also adds another dimension to your football, excuse me, your basketball team when it comes to scoring the basketball and also defending because he's a 6'11 guy that can do a lot of different things. He also adds versatility. And DeAndre Ayton being able to be the center, not Kevin Durant, plays that four position. And you can switch out a lot of different ways. You can do a lot of different things defensively. But you talk about the nightmare that they're going to pose to teams on the offensive end because you have a guy in Devin Booker and Kevin Durant who can shoot the three, but they can also hurt you in the mid-range game. You have a guy in Chris Paul who is a facilitator. But I want to go to their bench a little bit. You talk about two guys that are injury injured right now in Cameron Payne and Land- Landry Shamit. I'm interested to see when those guys are going to be able to come back because they can provide stuff off the bench. Being able to sign Terrence Ross from the Orlando Magic, being able to get him, I think it's going to also help boost this team. And then T.J. Warren. And then they did sign Damian Lee, who we seen was with the Golden State Warriors. So he has that championship pedigree. He's also, you know, Steph Curry's uh, brother-in-law because he's with his sister. So you know his mindset being around the Curry family. So he adds a, another dimension to, you, you know, championship pedigree along with winning a ring with Golden State. Well, it's also a team that's 32-28 and 28 right now in the five spot in the West. It's not like they're garbage, right? They're 32-28. and 28, They just added arguably the best player in the NBA. Yeah, he's got to get healthy, but there hasn't been any presumption that won't happen during the course of the season. Tim Legler on uh, ESPN NBA analyst was on Get Up. He was asked specifically if it's championship or bust. This is his response. I also don't think this is a failure necessarily like in terms of title or bust this year. Because remember, KD is locked up contractually. Devin Booker's locked up, and DeAndre Ayton is locked up. So you've got those three guys going forward for the next few years. It doesn't have to happen necessarily this year. Now, if he doesn't win one at some point in Phoenix in the next three years, I think then, yeah, you start to label it things like that. That is such failed logic to me because if me you'd too. asked me a month ago, KD was locked up for the next several years in Brooklyn. Like, being locked into a contract doesn't mean a damn thing in the NBA. So every single player he just mentioned is locked up, is locked up until they don't want to be locked up anymore, in which case they can just go wherever else they want. That's the way the NBA is. So if these guys don't gel together, if they don't play well together, if they're not having a good time in Phoenix, if they don't like the coach, if they don't like the GM, if they don't like the, the, the way the popcorn smells in the arena when it's popping in pregame, they can just tell everybody they want out. So you don't have the luxury in the NBA that you do in the NFL of saying, well, this is how we're built. Like, you better do it right now because if you don't, everybody might start to, might start sort of backfighting. Well, I think you can have that logic if we're not talking about a Phoenix Suns team who went to the NBA Finals not too long ago and had a 2-0 lead on the Milwaukee Bucks before losing that series, right? And they still have the same coach. You still still have some of the main baseline players. So now it brings it to a, another dimension. There's a reason why you make the trade for Kevin Durant. You make the trade for Kevin Durant because he's a guy that can put you ahead of the Western Conference and get you to an NBA championship, potentially winning it. That's why you make that trade. So do they have other years after that? Yes, but right now you make that trade to try to win a championship this season. Yeah, there is no way in my mind that Phoenix said, let's go all in today, make this happen, and let's just hope we win a championship in the next two or three years. It has to be championship or bust when a good team that I think you smartly mentioned is uh, not that far removed from a finals run that has so many players. Like, we've seen who DeAndre Ayton can be in a playoff run. We all know who Devin Booker is. Chris Paul's not getting any younger doing what he's doing also in this process. And then you surround them with – 
Kevin Durant, like this, this is simple to me. You, everything about this transaction transaction says one thing: we want to win, and we want to win right stinking now. You know what I love about it, and, and having four guys that are staples on your team. Now you can literally leave two of those guys out there on the court along with your bench. That's why I tell people you can't worry about so much about the bench, even though I think you, they have guys that can help contribute. When you have a Chris Paul, who's a leader, a Devin Booker, and a Kevin Durant, and I'll even throw DeAndre Ayton in there, you can leave two of those guys on the floor at all times along with your bench players. Yeah, that's such a smart point by you because when you get into a long grind of a playoff series and you're st- you're looking at some of these just physical, deep uh, you know, uh, series that are going to be going between these teams, in my mind, all I keep thinking about is you're right. If you need some minutes and you need somebody to catch a breath, you can do that and you're not going to be suddenly down to one star on the floor. You're going to be down to two or three small stars on the floor. And here's the most important thing to me. When you add a Kevin Durant, when you get in the playoff series and guys know your offensive sets, now you have a guy on your roster that can beat great defense because he's Kevin Durant. I absolutely agree with every ounce of that. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay and benefits, and one of the country's top worker places? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. From must win in the NBA to must win in the NFL, there's one team that today could join that category of must win today. We'll tell you the breaking news, Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This week on Fitz and Harry. Enjoy some off-season time. Get, get, throw your feet up. Relax a little bit. We will do, man. Y'all have a great one. It's Booger McFart- McFarland. It's Booger McFart. I'm out here. I'm just out. I'm- <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I'm out in these streets now. That's what's happening. I'm out, these- I'm out here. It's Booger McFart. I don't have to be faster than the bear. I just got to be faster than Evan. It's Booger McFart. I got some my- tight-ass hips, man. I do, you got to do some yoga. It's Booger McFart. Evan had the day off today. Has to go to the vet with his dog, which we're all very sympathetic for here. But Evan yesterday came in dressed proper and Harry asked him why and he was like well because tomorrow is dressed for success Wednesday but I won't be here tomorrow so I'm just going to do that today. Harry do you just get to come in and decide that you're changing the day of the week without talking to the rest of the team? There's no one individual that's going to be bigger than this show. It's Booger Mafart. I texted Evan I said hey man they want a picture. He said, ha ha, nope. It's Booger Mafart. The team will decide on the punishment. It will involve some physical activity in a full tuxedo. It's Booger Mafart. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app. Serious XM Channel 80. Oh, Devin. <laughs> Coward. There's a naughty word in that song. That was well done. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Uh, Tiger Woods right now in action at the Genesis Invitational. Live feature group coverage is available right now on ESPN+. Plus. He's one under as we speak. I will remind everybody that uh, obviously you want to keep an eye on that all weekend uh, because you can watch it in uh, on ESPN+. Plus everywhere you go. So you can just take it with you. You can have it in your hand. You can, uh, you can second screen it while you're watching Harry Douglas on the XFL uh, on Sunday by the way while you're watching me also in the app on XFL today Harry your uh, sideline reporting is going to be at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night uh, and that is Seattle
Seattle versus uh, Washington, D.C. Are you excited for this? This is a new role for anyone that doesn't know for HD. This is a new role to be out there as a sideline reporter. How you feeling, brother? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good, and I love the way sideline reporting goes on and being a field analyst in the XFL because you have a lot more access. You get to talk to these coaches while they're right there on the spot and also the players, um, a lot of different rule changes in the XFL, things that they're testing out to see if the National Football League actually want to adopt some of them and use them. So I'm really excited about this opportunity, and it's a different different role for me because I've never been a sideline analyst, a field analyst. I've been in the booth before, uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to interacting with a lot of people that I actually know that's involved with the XFL coaching wise and even playing wise. Well, and I'm I'm super pumped. XFL today debuts Sunday at 2.30. Again, it's in the ESPN app series. No, we're on Sirius XM Channel 80. It's in the ESPN app. Uh, you can watch it on all of our digital platforms, also Facebook, YouTube, all of those places. So used to saying these things in order. Uh, but what we're really excited about on XFL today is that not only will we get you all the highlights from Saturday's action, we'll get you set up for Sunday's games, and uh, we will even continue into the game that's on right after us. We're going to do a little watch party action, so we'll be watching the beginning of games and telling everybody specifically about rules and rule changes and giving you uh, a real insight into the XFL. So if you know nothing about the XFL, and no idea what you're watching. Uh, watch XFL today, Sunday at 2.30. Scooby McGezza and myself will get you ready for the games and then watch Harry at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN uh, to watch the game. Fitz, I'm feeling so good on this, this Love Friday. Mm-hmm. Devin, can, can, you, can you run back the song for me again? That's how good I'm feeling today. Run back the song one more time for Absolutely. me, Devin. Absolutely. Hmm. Baby. You're doing a great job, Dev. I want to talk to you right now just to distract, just to distract him. <laughs> I was trying. There's a naughty word coming. All right. Uh, I think Jets fans should be saying a naughty word if they don't have Derek Carr as their quarterback by the time we hit Monday. And this is simple. The minute you brought him in the, the room, the minute you, you called him and said, you up, like you can't walk back this you up text. And the minute you said, you up, and Derek Carr said, yeah, what, what what's up? You want to come over? Yeah. Now you can't walk this thing back. Like you guys are officially at this spot now where it's, it's awkward. There's no way you're calling Derek Carr and you're going through this whole process, if your sales pitch to him is going to be, why don't you wait for Aaron Rodgers to make a decision? If they were going to wait for Aaron Rodgers, I believe the responsible, the re, the right way to handle that would have been to wait for Aaron Rodgers already and then call Derek Carr. The fact that he's in the building today, that means once he's in the building, I don't see any reason you would let him walk out. I think Derek Carr is going to end up the quarterback of the Jets by the end of this weekend. Yeah, and I think some of you may say, hey, are the Jets moving too fast? Or is Derek Carr moving too fast? Some of you may have moved too fast in your relationships, but that's that's non-existent here. If you feel like the Jets are the number one team for you, Derek Carr, if the Jets feel like Derek Carr is the number one quarterback for them, then you make it happen. What you're waiting on, baby? You, you cannot let Derek Carr be um, visit your facilities and he's able to leave. He has to become your quarterback if he's there visiting you. Now, you've done this a little bit where you went around and talked to people. Like, when you get to that point where you're walking into the facility, it means something, doesn't it? It happened to me. When I, when I went to Tennessee, um, I became a Tennessee Titan. I, I didn't leave there without becoming a Tennessee Titan. Like, but that's kind of the point. Like, you know that going in, right? Like, you you don't hop on the plane usually thinking we're gonna go talk and see where it goes. Like, you know, if you're getting on that plane and you're flying there, it's to have a you want to do this thing conversation, right? 
That's right, 100%. And if, I'm, if Derek Carr didn't want to be there, he wouldn't even take the visit. And if the New York Jets didn't want him as their quarterback, they wouldn't even ask him to come up there. I just feel like this team right now is a quarterback away. And, yes, I understand that Aaron Rodgers is very enticing, but when you have a guy that's on the market right now, and that's the luxury of being able to hit free agency before everyone else, you get a jump on everything else as well as a free agent. So um, if, if the Jets are smart, they, they won't let Derek Carr leave there without being their quarterback. Because there's a lot of unknowns still with, with Aaron Rodgers. You just said something, Harry, that as a Jets fan makes me very excited. The fact that Derek Carr's going to visit the Jets, for me, shows that he's interested in the Jets. And that was my biggest concern going into this offseason, was that the Jets were going to be interested in Derek Carr, and he wasn't going to be their first. uh, They weren't going to be his first choice. That he was going to visit other teams, not want to play in New York, not want to go to the Jets, like for whatever reason. The fact that he's visiting the Jets shows to me that he wants to be a Jet, and the Jets want him. And I'm with you, Fitz. I think this gets done pretty quickly after he visits. And I also think it's smart by the Jets. They they just they just added Todd Downing, who was Derek Carr's quarterback coach when he was with the Oakland Raiders, to their coaching roster. So that that's huge dividends to them. They now have Nathaniel Hackett, who's attached to Aaron Rodgers, but they have Todd Downing, who's attached to Derek Carr. But Derek Carr, I know for a fact, if he wasn't considering being there, he wouldn't take the visit. Yeah, and at some point, when you look at the way things ended with the Raiders and Derek Carr, it's very clear that Derek Carr wants to feel appreciated. That's what the biggest part that I keep thinking about this. The Jets, from the minute that he walks in the facility, can really set a tone for how much they value him, and I think that's going to be as important as everything else when you're looking at a Super Bowl caliber team. One thing I know without hesitation is that throughout the course of the day, ESPN Radio is going to keep you updated on every ounce of this. This is obviously huge news as we know Derek Carr is visiting the Jets. If anything comes of it, ESPN Radio will be the place to be. In the meantime, thanks for hanging out with me and Harry. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.